Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, joined always with my co-host, the lovely Donna Lee. Hey everybody. Oh, you stopped insulting me. Thank you. Well, uh, now that the uh, customers and patients and listeners that come in and talk to us always say that they love you the most, uh, I know that I'm really just the sideshow of this show. You're welcome, everybody. Thank you. Welcome to the circus. <laughs> I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a men's health show. The show is brought to you by the practice that I started in 2007. NAU Urology Specialist. Donna, where are our offices and how do people get a hold of us? You can reach out to us. I was asked, by the way, to slow the phone number down because I speak too quickly. So it's 512-238-0762. Our website's armormenshealth.com and we're located in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin and Dripping Springs, Texas, where they love dripping. We love Dripping Springs too. And we have a growing practice. We have two new doctors that are going to be joining us soon. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be listening to this in the future, then they've already joined us. And they're amazing. And they probably treated your illness. (laughs) So you're welcome to that. We are joined today by one of our great friends, Dr. David Dellinger with Elysium Plastic Surgery. David, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So, um, uh, David, you and I get to take care of some of the best things on earth, and that is to help men's penises look better. We just are here to help people. (laughs) How's that going, by the way? Do y'all really enjoy looking at all the penises together? We love looking at the after pictures. Oh, I see. (laughs) The before pictures, though. Mm. Mm -mm. So um, in in this city and in this community, you are one of the few people that really specializes in penis enlargement procedures. And I love talking to you about it. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) It it definitely is um, obviously a procedure that's in significant demand. I mean... When we first started doing this about five years ago, my office staff was like, what is up with all these people wanting to do this? <laughs> and I said, if you own one of those things, you wish it was bigger. Yeah. It doesn't if matter what size one. it is. Right? Yeah. Do you ever get a patient with a really big penis and he's like, I want it bigger? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yep. That's Sometimes. just rude and I mean, selfish. he has a significant Indian population that are trying to make themselves. It's not, it almost <laughs> seems unfair, really. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. As my friend says, there are no Indian porn stars. So. <laughs> oh, hey, there's not. Wait. Male porn. So how oh, would you know? I don't know. I just thought about my Pornhub addiction. <laughs> anyway. So, so as a urologist, uh, the whole concept of penile enlargement and, you know, the, the, the just this kind of approach to making penises look better is kind of taboo. And so not a lot of urologists are in it. Maybe you could speak to why the medical profession has been kind of dissuaded from looking at penis enlargement when, of course, breast augmentation and Brazilian butt lifts and, you know, virtually everything cosmetic in a woman is considered completely uh, normal. Yes, I agree. I mean, certainly I think the American College of Urology kind of has a policy statement saying like, you know, there's no need for any cosmetic type procedures on penises. And that statement's pretty old, and I think part of it was, at the beginning, there were so many bogus treatments and unsafe treatments, and people were having complications, but those days have kind of changed over the last 10, 12 years, where there's actually some legitimate procedures out there now, and they just haven't quite caught up. I mean, you know, breast implants were kind of the work of the devil for the first, you know, 20 years or so that they were out, and your you know, liposuction was a much riskier procedure than it is now, which is quite safe. I think it's just kind of coming around to the idea that, yes, we have some safe, effective, uh, easy-to-perform procedures with good results and little to no complications. So um, today I'd like to talk a little bit about what you offer in terms of penis enlargement, what 
you know men can expect in terms of discomfort and 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 how long they're going to be laid down and and kind of cost you know things that they can expect so what's your number one penis enlargement or penis enhancement kind of procedure that you perform it's a girth enhancement procedure. We use a filler. It's in a class of fillers called a biostimulant, meaning you put it in and it causes the growth of new tissue into the area to replace the filler that we put in. Mm. Uh, it can get you know, very predictable, reliable results with it. You know, girth is obviously more important uh, than length. I mean, lengthening by about yeah, it is. Yeah, lengthening by an inch gives you about an 18% improvement in total volume. Increasing your girth by an inch is around 35 to 40% increase in volume. That's amazing. I mean, wow. I, I I love the fact that you dropped some physics into this. <laughs> we love numbers. <laughs> we love numbers. <laughs> and so, um, you know, if somebody's going to um, get this done, maybe walk me through, uh, mm. you know, uh, hypothetically. <laughs> Why don't you walk me through what my experience is going to be uh, when, when I get it done? Uh, basically, you come into the office, plan on being there for two, two and a half hours. We spend the first hour with a really strong numbing cream on the area, which helps us to get everything numbed up. Then we go in the treatment room. I do put in a tiny bit of local anesthetic. You shouldn't feel anything at that point. Then we put in a filler. You can listen to music, talk to us, watch something on YouTube while you're doing it. And the filler needles are tiny, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. We're using like little small needles and small syringes. Mm-hmm. And is it is it multiple injections or do you just stick like one big hose and then fill it up yeah. like a tanker? Yeah. That's no, what we, she said. We, we do we do a little a little at a time, and uh, that way we can kind of like shape and you know wow. put more in some areas that we need to and less than others. And you know, for, for those of you out there that ha- that don't have plastic surgery friends like I do, uh, <laughs> there's there's something different about a plastic surgeon's eye. You know, when it comes to aesthetics and symmetry and beauty, which is why you should go to a plastic surgeon, not the person in the garage in your neighborhood. Oh, really? Yes, that's true. Yeah, especially in Florida. (laughs) Uh You should not do that. So um, when somebody is contemplating whether or not to get it done, who are people that really shouldn't get it done? Oh, good question. Yeah, I think the main people that we would probably kind of shy away. Indians? It's just unfair. (laughs) I would say patients who are, their body weight is a little too high and they usually have a lot of, you know, fat and excess skin around the pubic area. And uh, generally that puts so much pressure on, it's hard to get a good result. Wait, wait, wait. You're not saying, you're not saying what the condition is because we're going to talk about it again in the next segment. What's the segment going to be called? That's what she said? No, No. it's buried penis. Oh, buried. We can never say that. We can never say buried penis. Buried penis. So people with buried penis are not good candidates. What are some other people that would probably be not great candidates? Because because I felt like uh, when we take care of men who are uncircumcised, that the that the filler kind of goes in some Weird areas spots. that we don't like. I mean, I, I would say that some of the candidates with significant underlying medical conditions, you know, heart issues, um, you know, poorly controlled diabetes. I think the diabetes is a is a, is a good one. That, that, that's right. So poorly controlled diabetes makes you a poor candidate. Mm. Correct. What else? Um, you know, maybe if you're on blood thinners, we might not want to consider doing that, or you at least going to need to have to go off of those for a little while in order to be able to you know, be a candidate for it. Patients who are coming in primarily to treat other conditions that you treat, like erectile dysfunction, because this is not going to treat your erectile dysfunction. You need to oh, have relatively point. normal erections uh, to begin with. And if they have erectile dysfunction, they go to Dr. Mystery. That's right. <laughs> and so if uh, somebody's coming in for an enhancement and they get like one session of fillers, What's the, the general idea of how much bigger the girth can get? 
It's very reliable and predictable. At least three quarters of an inch to an inch improvement in girth is what we shoot wow. for. Sometimes we're trying to get more. That's a lot. But uh, sometimes we do get more, but we'd like to get at least that minimum amount. Mm-hmm. And you can have the, the enhancement or the fillers done more than once. Actually, we recommend that people consider getting at least a second treatment with this because it allows us to kind of go in and not only make things bigger, but to sort of sculpt and shape and refine the look. So after the second treatment, though, how soon before they have to come back again? Uh, the earliest is 90 days, but I tell people to take as long as you need, but the earliest is 90 days. So they come back every 90 days for the whole treatment? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then- when I buy a new car... To enhance my penile here, here growth, we go. Uh, I can here. show it off right away. Uh, how, how long after I get my <laughs> penis enlargement can I start showing it off? Uh, if you know what I mean, you're he's saying on, keep it in the garage for a minute. Yeah, you're on the band list for thirty days. You know, <laughs> oh no, no, no sex. Thirty kind of, days. Thirty days. Yeah. Wow. Nobody's Gosh. died. Nobody's died yet. Well, so. I guess those guys are getting married then. Huh? <laughs> thirty days sounds about right. Oh, there's other ways to do things, I guess. So if I'm, I'm a woman listening, it's is it similar to the fillers that women put in their cheeks for sculpting? Yeah, those are temporary fillers. They mm-hmm. start to dissolve as soon as you put them in. Oh. This is in the class that actually causes the growth of new tissue into the area. Wow. And so uh, if somebody out there is contemplating it, what kind of cost can they expect from a, from a session of fillers? If you're doing the head, all the sonatis, the glands, and the shaft at the same time, it's 7,200, 7,200. If you're doing the shaft just by itself, it's 5,900. And if they need, uh, I can come in and do their vasectomy at the same time, right? Absolutely. We've done that a couple of times on some of your out-of-state patients. And people come from all over the country for you to do their uh, their fillers. You really have developed quite a name in this field. I I think we have been, I'm one of the very few plastic surgeons in the country. I think I'm only one of two maybe that are doing it. Most other people are, you know, kind of from med spas or things like that and kind of picking it up as sort of a side hustle. But I think that, you know, having someone, I personally feel, of course, that being a plastic surgeon, you know, gives you more experience and, you know, more technique and a better eye for what you're trying to accomplish. How do people get a hold of you to get this thing scheduled? They can call us at our office number, 512-229-1978, or they can go to our website, www.elysianplasticsurgery.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us, David. We're going to be right back. Donna, how do people get a hold of us? You can call us at 512-238-0762 or visit our website, armormenshealth.com and check out our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Show. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host. And if you ever have listened to us, you know my co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. I'm the more popular one sometimes. (laughs) All the time, I think. (laughs) It's only because I give away the free t-shirts. I don't know if the listeners know, but we're an actually fully fledged working medical clinic. And we would love to see you as a patient. That's right. They don't know that, you think? I think that sometimes they think that, you know, I'm just too famous. Oh, you're just too funny. You're the comedian in the group. Yeah. All right. But I'll take your care seriously, Mm. even though we do it with a smile. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about why I'm more popular sometimes is because I give away free T-shirts and you stick your finger in their butts. Hmm. Well, and that's only yeah. that's only that's only appealing to a small percentage of our, <laughs> our listener base. But still appealing. <laughs> but somewhat appealing. How do people get a hold of us and how do people become our patient? If you would like more inappropriate comments from us, it's 512-238-0762. Our website is armormenshealth.com where you can see our shining, smiling faces. And we're located in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, Dripping Springs, Texas. And we have like a bazillion downloads on our podcast. So listen to that wherever you catch free podcasts. We're joined uh, today by Dr. David Dellinger with Elysium Plastic Surgery. Uh, Dr. Dellinger, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. You know, I'm a surgeon and you're a surgeon. 
I love being a surgeon. Did you like being a surgeon? I love being a surgeon. <laughs> uh, I, I, surgeons are a different class of person, I think, uh, in terms of e even within the medical community. And I love operating with my fellow surgeons. And uh, not all urologists get to have the kind of awesome practice that I get to have. Mm -hmm. uh, but working with you is some of the best and most fun stuff that we do. Absolutely. I really like working with you on some of the cases we've collaborated on. I so, don't like pe penises too much. We do like penises. So, yeah. so there are several fun cases that urologists and uh, plastic surgeons get to collaborate on. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them are reconstructive surgeries for bad complications after like radiation therapy and things of that nature. The plastic surgeon will find muscle or find healthy tissue and move it into areas. And the urologist will kind of make sure that you don't screw up our wonderful urologic anatomy. Does that sound about right? <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, you know, I, I have I have a couple of patients that uh, have developed really bad um, leakage from weird fistulas after radiation, and 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 that's another example of where a plastic surgeon and a urologist will collaborate. But one of the things that we do uh, most commonly is surgery and correction for buried penis. How, how do you say buried, Doctor Dellinger? Why does it sound weird when it comes out of our mouth? I don't know. Like, buried. I say, buried. I say buried. 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 Yeah. We say buried. There's no e in it. No, it's buried. 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 All right. I'll so, go with Dr. Dellinger. Dr. Mm -hmm. Dellinger, why don't you tell me when our listeners are wondering if they have a buried penis? Buried? Buried. Buried. If they have a buried penis, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, like, like if they're looking in the mirror, <laughs> because I'm surprised when I see a guy and they don't know they have a buried penis. Really? They <laughs> yeah. don't know? I'm, I'm like, are, they'll, they'll tell me that, I don't know, I've lost length. I'm like, yeah. It's yeah, that it's huge buried. Fat pad that you got there, buddy. Oh no! Yeah, I definitely. What you just said, if they have a fat pad in the in the pubic area or have excess skin, then that can start to bulge out and and cover up the penis, so it's not as visible, either erect or flaccid. So, so you know, in my practice or in my experience, um, just having too much weight on you is probably the number one cause of a of a buried penis. Yes, that seems to be the primary cause. I tell people as a rule of thumb that if they lose about 30 pounds, they're going to gain an inch. What do you tell people? I quote you all the time. <laughs> tell them my friend, the urologist says, lose 30 pounds. A whole inch. <laughs> I mean, wow. that's not bad. But, you, you know, people gain weight and lose weight in some weird ways. And sometimes you'll see like a guy who's like relatively skinny still, but just has a lot of weight in his mons pubis mm. or right above his his penis and and he'll lose all this length and you feel so so bad for the guy oh that's definitely true even patients that weigh significant weight loss either on their own or with surgery will develop a lot of excess skin which kind of hangs down and starts to you know cover up or hood over the area of the penis now in terms of our success i think the guy who just has who's lost a bunch of weight and just has excess like skin in the area he ends up with kind of the best cosmetic outcome would you agree Oh, yes, definitely. It's certainly a, a ratio of like how much fat versus how much excess skin. And those patients who have already lost the fat have excess skin by far do the best in terms of making a repair. So when we do this repair, why don't you walk uh, our, our listeners through kind of what what that repair generally looks like for us for the standard kind of buried penis? Generally speaking, we like to have you kind of go first and do any work that needs to be done to clear out any scar tissue or adhesions or anything like that. And then I usually try and take over and you know, design a plan for how much skin we're going to take out. Sometimes we need to do a skin graft, so we'll take a little skin as part of the process and save that in reserve just in case we need it. 
That way we can extend the, the length, reduce the skin, excess skin, and extend the length and then do any excess skin grafting to help reinforce the length if possible. I think that the incisions that we create and the flaps that we make are so pretty and like really, really follow the natural planes of the patient. And we talked about excess fat, but that's not the only reason people have a buried penis. People with diabetes, especially who develop phimosis or something called lichen sclerosis can develop a really thick, unhealthy skin of the penile foreskin. And it can actually cause the penis to invert into the body. So you don't even get to turtle anymore. I mean, you're just stuck way down deep. Oh yeah, certainly. Those are the ones that I see you do your magic with in terms of freeing up all that scar tissue and allowing them to get back a lot of what they've lost. I consider it the Lazarus surgery because you get this penis that's been inside for so long and you raise it from the dead. And we, I mean, we've, we've given men who were like negative three inches, you know, up to seven inches of length. And that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it, it's very satisfying for the patients to finally get back because they, they know what they used to have and this helps them you know, get back what they lost. I think that the biggest thing that keeps men from looking for care is kind of an embarrassment or not knowing uh, where they should go. And I'll say this, I don't think that most urologists are going to like take the condition as seriously as we do. Oh, I, I definitely think so. And a lot of people, as you said, don't even realize they have it. They know something's wrong, but they don't know what it is. And they think they're just going to have to live with it until they start maybe researching or listening to podcasts and decide that uh, maybe I need to do something with this. And, uh, you know, we, we've had varying levels of success with insurance coverage for some of these things. So, uh, you know, what is the name of the procedure that we call it? it I, I can never uh, remember exactly the, the technical term. Escutectomy? I believe that's the correct medical name for it. Escutectomy. Escu. Yeah. What does escu mean in Greek? I have no idea. Yeah. Penis? It's, it, yeah. it's very confusing for insurance companies. I don't even think they know what it's called. That's oh. right. And, and as part of it, there's a skin flap that's raised. There's oftentimes um, some type of um, uh, skin graft that we do. You'll do some liposuction d d during the time to be able to get the, the, the tissue the right uh, kind of width and thickness to to make to make the procedure work great, and 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 we generally either send people home the same day or keep them overnight, right? Oh yes, yeah, usually same day or overnight, and that's because you know just based upon whether the skin graft needs to be kind of held in place or how much work you've had, that that might be something that, that that helps you with your comfort level. And about how long does it take for these incisions and these people to heal? I think that the skin grafts are kind of needing about two weeks to really take and to make sure they're going to be a permanent thing. The incisions generally heal in three to four weeks, but most people can resume a lot of their normal activities by about a week. That's well, fast. I mean, I'm, it, it's been a real satisfying thing to do. It's been a, um, uh, an excellent thing to take care of. And I'm, I'm very, very happy when patients will come to see us specifically for this condition. So if you think that you've lost a lot of your penile length, or if you're peeing through a hole in your lower body and your penis no longer comes out. So Yikes. You know, in the worst case, these men have to sit down. They can no. I mean, our very first goal in this surgery is to allow men to stand up to pee again, like to have something to grab onto. <laughs> yes. that, that, that's our very first goal. And then after that, we're worried about, you know, your cosmetic outcome, because if it, it's very inconvenient to have to sit down to pee all the time when you're a man, because, uh, you know, we like to pee outside sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> well, it definitely gives 
especially a lot of the patients that you do the scar tissue release on a chance to have sex again who may not have had it in years. We haven't even talked about that. It it, it does happen. And, you know, as an interesting aside, uh, the very first one that I did was a spectacular um, uh, cosmetic outcome where where he, he gained you know, again, like seven or eight inches, wow. but it, but it changed the way that he experienced sexual pleasure because he had been kind of buried for so long. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, kind of understanding somebody's underlying sexual issues and making sure that we can kind of maximize that is something that's going to be a part of that plan. So, uh, you know, people can come to me or you first, if they have a buried penis, if they want to come see you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, call our office at 512-229-1978. Or check us out on the internet, www.elysianplasticsurgery.com. And Donna, how do they get a hold of us if they want to come through us? You know, Dr. Dellinger, we get the most questions after we have you on. So you can reach out to us at 512-238-0762. You can ask for me or send us a question for Dr. Dellinger to armormenshealth.com. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com. 